0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy pork beverages.
2: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
3: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get
0: ready, get ready.
3: And welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, uh, kicking off a brand new week, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. And starting off the program this morning, Congressman Trent Kelly. Good morning, Congressman. Thanks so much for calling in.
4: Good morning, Gerard. Uh, glad to call in. I always love to be on Super Talk.
3: Yes, sir. So <laughs> I got to start with. This incredible paradox we had last week. Joe Biden is sipping champagne, (laughs) metaphorically speaking, on the South Lawn of the White House there, sir. While at the same time, the Dow is falling nearly 1,300 points. And they're celebrating what should be an economic achievement in terms of public policy, this so-called Inflation Reduction Act. How tone-deaf can we be here?
4: It is amazing how tone deaf they are, whether we're talking about inflation, him sitting up there taking a celebration lap while the stock market is crashing. I mean, people can't afford to go to the grocery store. They're having to decide between an electric bill and buying groceries for their children, real wages. It, it is amazing. And that's not even talking about the border and all the other things that they're tone deaf on until, until, until people start showing up on their doorsteps and then it becomes a crisis. Uh, hundreds, and uh, in, in, in Martha's Vineyard are are issue, yet tens of thousands in Texas aren't an issue for these guys. They're just tone deaf.
3: It is truly unbelievable, and certainly, as you point out, Congressman, the hypocrisy that's uh, uh, on display here with respect to Martha's Vineyard and, of course, Washington, D.C., with uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser there, these are the same people that were all in, all about open borders and, and humane, so-called humane treatment and just absolutely blasting the prior administration. The White House press secretary, his recent Friday, still doing that, still pointing to that and how they have cleaned all that up and fixed it. Why, why are they opposed to helping out? If you're for open borders, shouldn't you want to help out and, and help these people that are seeking asylum?
4: Well, they want other people, but remember, all these are the same cities that were sanctuary cities, yeah. inviting them to come, and now they don't want them there. It's like everything else they do. They say one thing, and they do the other, and this Inflation Reduction Act, so-called that they call it, this is nothing but uh, fueling more inflation, the president's student loan forgiveness, uh, helping out his rich buddies, and all those who went to these Ivy League schools, uh, while our hard-working-class people in Mississippi are not getting anything. It's just the tone-deaf across the board and Hiring 87,000 more IRS agents to make sure that folks are paying their taxes. And I have no doubt that they will target hardworking small businesses and Republican voters.
3: Of course. And, and you know that's the case because there's not, a, not enough that they can uh, extract. From the people that they think they're gonna, or they're at least portraying they're gonna go after the so-called rich people in this country. You know, it's gonna trickle down throughout uh, all income ranges, and and these are the folks that are gonna end up being honestly harassed. And isn't that another concern, Congressman? Do we not? Are we not seeing the the weaponization of so much of the bureaucratic? Infrastructure, if you will, within our federal government—the FBI, the IRS, the DHS, uh, excuse me, the DOJ—it seems out of control.
4: We're seeing a weaponization of that, and there's going to be an accounting. Hopefully we'll win back uh, the House in the midterms and the Senate, and there can be some oversight over this. But I'll tell you, they're targeting Republicans. You know, they think they're going to keep us and silence us and muzzle us uh, by threats of uh, of indicting every Republican. But I'll tell you, we are, go- we are going to take them to task, and we're at least going to highlight for the American people the injustices they are doing and the way that they are targeting Republicans.
3: What's the inv- environment like, sir, in the U.S. House of Representatives. I mean, is, is, is there any interest in, in trying to work together on what might be the, the handful of, of common causes? It just seems like we're so polarized on everything.
4: Other than the funding bill that they will try to pass this week, uh, there is no interest in them on working on anything that helps the American people. Last last week, we are talking about whistleblowers, uh, which is not really whistleblowers. It's so that their whistleblowers can whistleblow on our whistleblowers <laughs> and, 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 and discredit them in an anonymous fashion. Uh, they are not worried about anything other than the politics and the election in 2022. And if we don't get our folks out and vote, they are going to take back the House, and if they do that, I'm not sure that our nation can withstand another two years of the Democrats in charge.
3: Well, I share your concerns, uh, Congressman. The Wall Street Journal editorial board published an outstanding article over the weekend, basically uh, going through the details of what is at stake and just how close we are to, to uh, enacting some ridiculously radical policy, starting with voting rights. That's like number one on the list. They want to get rid of the filibuster so they can ram that through, which would of course make mail-in voting virtually at any time the law of the land across all 50 states, essentially federalizing our elections. This is incredibly dangerous.
4: It is. That, if you'll remember, that was the very first thing when they took the majority was their H.R. 1, the voting rights yep, thing. Yep. And it's not voting rights. It is setting it up so that Democrats win all elections. And, you know, and I have issues when you lead every time until they start counting votes after the election, and every time they get 90% of the votes <laughs> that are late, and they turn an election from you being four points up to being five points down. It is crazy, and we just saw what happened in Alaska with this rank voice ranked uh, choice voting, where 60% voted for Republicans, yet the Democrat won.
3: Yeah, in the RCV voting process, and and, I'm sure you're aware other states are considering implementing that as well. That structure. Yes,
4: and, and so we've got to educate our folks that this is not a good policy. When someone who gets less than 40% wins an election, that is not democracy, and that is not one vote for one person.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So the other thing that, that's on their radar is the PRO Act, which would uh, essentially eliminate the choice a worker has on whether or not they want to join a union in a union shop.
4: I. I Listen, they're always about unions and always trying to do that, and we've seen that in Mississippi. What they want is to take over the workforce and be able to control who works and how much they pay so they can uh, have their cronies get the best jobs and do the least work, and we j- we're gonna fight everything that they throw until we can take the gavels, hopefully, a- in January of next year.
3: Let's stay optimistic. Let's suppose that uh, Republicans are able to uh, take over the House, the majority of the House. What do you see happening? might we see any sort of proceedings uh, drawing up impeachment papers for the president, for, for Garland, Mayorkas, perhaps?
4: I think you'll see some of that stuff. You will see a lot of oversight first to, uh, to make sure that we know who's done what. So, I mean, we're already starting oversight proceedings uh, on our side, but we don't have the subpoena power. So once we get charged, we will bring those folks in, call them to account, and I think you'll see some impeachment proceedings for some of these folks who have abused their power and abused their power of office to take advantage and to use it as a political ploy.
3: It seems like, unfortunately, it's like the only tool we have to stop this, uh, this politicization and weaponization of these agencies.
4: It it is. Uh, All we can do is do the oversight. You know, we can do referrals to the Department of Justice, but we all know who the Attorney General is. And so uh, until we get another Republican president, it's very unlikely that this DOJ is going to do anything with the referrals that they're going to get from the House. But it's important for the American people to see the wrongdoing that they do anyway.
3: Yeah, and before we go, you mentioned that uh, you guys are trying to figure out uh, a way to to plug this uh, funding short. A shortfall. Uh, My understanding is we got about 47 billion dollars we need to complete the year, the fiscal year, which ends here in a couple of weeks, September 30th. Uh, What's what can we expect this week?
4: Uh, Well, I'm sure they'll have something that has a whole lot of things that are not good for America in it. They always do. But the bottom line is, uh, if they can't do this, it's on them. They have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And all of these failed economic policies are on the Democratic Party, every single one of
3: them. Republicans would do well, I think, to continue to focus on that as we approach the midterms. In the meantime, the Democrats are focusing on abortion and Trump.
4: Absolutely, Uh, but that's because they don't want people to know how much it costs them when they go to the grocery store, or that our our fuel reserves are the lowest point since 1985. Uh, They want to distract from what the issues are, but the American people know they are not better off today than they were when the Democrats took charge.
3: Always good to talk to you, Congressman. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, keep up the good fight, sir.
4: All right, thanks a lot. Have a good day.
3: You too. Congressman Trent Kelly kicking off middays here in the Element Wealth Studios. Brand new week. We got a lot to talk about today. Stay with us. We'll coming right back.
5: The Mississippi Health Care Alliance urges you to call
1: 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart.
6: If you're having a
7: stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
1: In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive.
7: Every second counts.
1: Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke.
7: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Jannie King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Jannie King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JanneyKingCleans.com. Janney King, the king of
8: clean. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
9: At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at GMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
6: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men In A Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomininatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate.
8: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Talk Jackson 97.3.
3: top, Mississippi. We are back with you in the Element Well Studios. Appreciate the congressman uh, coming on, joining us this morning. Rhino, how about your weekend?
5: Uh, it wasn't long enough, but that's what you can say about most
3: weekends. <laughs> well, uh, very true. Uh, nice weather. Got Actually got a little warmish. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, not uh, too terribly
5: humid. The heat index stayed lower than what we've been accustomed to that's sometimes true. this time of year
3: interesting uh weekend of football, right? any thoughts about that?
5: I didn't get to catch most of the uh the Saturday games because an afternoon nap turned too longer to nap than it was supposed to be That's why I said it was shorter, but yesterday's games what was it two twenty plus point comebacks
3: That it was wild yeah, it really was um Trying to think of you the game. You don't usually see oh. that.
5: Like, you see that on Saturdays, and you see some of the crazier stuff that we saw on Saturday on
3: Sunday. Doesn't happen on Sunday. Not usually. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Uh, a lot of folks not happy with the Saints' performance, missing the old Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. I think that's uh, pretty clear. Now, there was one game that caught my interest that normally wouldn't, and it was Oregon at BYU. More Oregon at BYU. So, hmm. This really didn't get a lot of attention. Actually, it, it was, uh, I believe, BYU traveled and played Oregon. At Oregon. But the Oregon pit, that's what <laughs> the university uh, describes its student section the pit. They chanted anti-Mormon slurs. Uh, (laughs) Pretty serious. Like, F the Mormons? Yeah. What's that all about? So there's video uh, gone viral now, right? Wait, I thought Oregon was a liberal enclave, a bastion of liberalness. They're supposed to be more tolerant, right? I've come to the conclusion that perhaps the most intolerant ilk on the planet is the American liberal. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Religious bigotry in Oregon? Say it ain't so. What the hell's going on here? This is just not good. I was um, a bit shocked. And uh, it is true that they did follow up with uh, the obligatory, tacit apology on Twitter. They say, this is from the Oregon Pit Crew, student section group, has evidently its own Twitter handle. To all BYU football fans in attendance at today's game, we would like to apologize for the actions of the students in attendance. We do not condone or support any hateful speech directed towards one's religion and are ashamed of those who participated. Now, I'll certainly acknowledge that you can't control every person, everything that comes out of their mouth. I get that. No, the uh,
5: FIFA regulations passed down because of the one chant they do after goal kicks for the Mexican national soccer team would would say that's true, because... They've done everything from stop play to threaten to remove points needed to get to the World Cup, and Mexican soccer fans still chant a homophobic slur every time there's a goal kick. Oh,
3: gosh. Oh, me. Well, hmm, interesting. On the C Spire text line, Jason says... So Mr. Gerard Biden said the pandemic is over. I kind of agree, but why does it scare me to death that he said it? Kind of above his pay grade, isn't it? Yeah, this was on an interview, an interesting interview conducted. 60 Minutes. He also, he said a lot of other stuff, too. But one thing in particular that he said, if uh, I think I sent this to you, Rhino, he said about Inflation, I thought, was an interesting take. He basically got asked uh, about his approval rating, and but more importantly, he got asked a very good question about inflation. We have that? Yeah,
5: just one second.
3: All right. And, and his response, I thought, was a bit curious, but it's not surprising. You got it? Here we go. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate
10: came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived.
11: People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, inflation rate month to month was uh, just an inch we created all these jobs and prices have have gone up, but they've come down for energy. The fact is that we've created 10 million new jobs where, in a sense, we came to office. We're in a situation where we, the unemployment rate is about 3.7%, one well, of the lowest in history. We're in a situation where manufacturing is coming back to the United States in a big way. And look down the road. We have mass, massive investments being made in computer chips and mm-hmm. and employment. So, I look, this is a process. This is a process. So, Rhino,
3: <laughs> you can't see him the way I can. Rhino was predictably shaking his head. <laughs> We started talking about the jobs. Look at all these jobs we created. You know, after we killed all those jobs due to COVID. When did we start
5: measuring inflation in inches? (laughs) That's right. Just went up an inch. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about, old man?
3: This is an individual who has zero understanding, not only of basic economics, but of what it's like to run a household. In America. He just doesn't get it. So he's bragging about the fact that inflation from month to month, which is an annualized figure, that's what he doesn't get. It's holding steady. Okay? At record levels. Right, exactly. And you have to give it to Scott Pelley there, doing the interview, in that he tried to pin him down in, on it in a little bit. moment. You in that moment. Him but he gave up. Which I think is kind of expected when you're interviewing the President. He's not going to really keep pushing him, pressing him on it. But the, So he turns the attention. This is what they're all doing. The White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, does the same, and then she points out unemployment. They're focused on that. But the American people aren't. I mean, the American people get it in that, yeah, there's plentiful jobs. We still have an imbalance because we've got a lot of people not working, a lot of jobs open that can't seem to match up. But, and that's the focus, right? And manufacturing, I don't know where that came from. I haven't seen any. And then, yeah, we just, we're printing more money to give to the chips industry. Okay, well, there's nothing noble about that, except you're not taking into account, account that, well, that's going to make inflation worse. You won't hear that. So. It's the same old situation where you can't solve a problem until you acknowledge there is one. But did you also catch that, catch in that discussion, though, Rhino? It's almost like saying, well, Americans are just, they're just not happy after the pandemic. It's their psyche. That's the problem. You're supposed to be happy. That's what he's saying. It's your psyche's wrong, right? Oh, gosh. On the ceasefire text line, by the way, a question. Uh, this was, uh, I'm sorry I didn't see this. There was a question that said, Ask him what our Mississippi reps are doing about the water crisis. Probably not even concerned. Well, I would ask the question what is the responsibility of the Mississippi congressional delegation with respect to the water crisis? Go print more money and plunge us further into debt? Because of failed management at our capital city? Decades of failed management?
5: I would urge the listener that thinks they're smart to go look at the map of congressional districts and see where Jackson falls.
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit more when we come back. The Beatles with Rocky Raccoon. Stay with us. We're coming right back.
2: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 92. Tonight, mostly clear skies, low around 68. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 95. Tuesday evening, clear skies, low around 71. And a look to your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis mclaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your dear camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis mclaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton.
12: Protect your home and office with Haberd Pest Control, a family owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
13: Swing into the Sanderson Farms Championship for a good time and a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Children's of Mississippi to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits each year. Last year, 1.5 million million dollars were raised for Children's of Mississippi and more than $300,000 were raised for over 60 additional Mississippi charities. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship, September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson.
0: Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary
10: Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority that's why vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality affordable health insurance
3: that puts you first i know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan but now you can
6: visit vantagehealthplan.com for more information vantage health plan the freedom to live a healthy life
14: magnolia health is made for mississippi
2: The best made to order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Panola County Sheriff Shane Phelps has confirmed that investigators have acquired a DNA sample from a person of interest in the investigation into the origins of a letter that threatened the life of Panola County Supervisor John Thomas and his family. The sheriff's office is currently awaiting the results of the sample from a private lab. Investigators are looking to have the results this week or early next week. The threatening letter was received at the Batesville Courthouse August 16th. It had been postmarked in Memphis August 12th. The unsigned letter warned that if Thomas didn't begin road work at Enid Shores by September 1st, the writer would first kill the supervisor's family and then him. A person of interest was questioned and asked to produce a DNA sample but originally refused. The person of interest then spent about a week in a Memphis hospital following a vehicle accident and that had delayed the investigation.
8: Get in the swing of things at the Sanderson Farms Championship, Mississippi's main course. Join us September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson for Mississippi's PGA Tour events and swing into everything the Sanderson Farms Championship has to offer. Play, party, eat, and give. All proceeds go to charities across Mississippi, including Children's of Mississippi. So get in the swing. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for
9: your tickets today. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix
3: Super Talk Mississippi. In the Element Well Studios, we thank you so much for joining us. So, just back to this discussion about the Jackson water crisis. By the way, the water was declared safe to consume, and the restaurants have uh, announced they're serving it again. Now, the question is, are people reluctant over that? Yeah, you go from boil water weariness
5: to boil water weariness. Yeah, yeah,
3: I agree. But look, it's, it's once again, it's a question of what is the role, I think, of the federal government and the state government, for that matter. We had Senator David Blunt on, uh, on the show with Paul last week calling on the governor to call a special session to get together to, I mean, there could only be for one reason, and that's to appropriate money out-of-the-state coffers, to fix the Jackson water system. And so now, there are many. By the way, uh, Time magazine had an article published about the Jackson water crisis. And, of course, they predictably attributed it 100% to racism. Specifically said, it was the white rich people that moved out of Jackson into Madison County. That's the cause of the Jackson Water Problem. But in the eyes of the American left, pretty much it's either one of two things, right? Racism or climate change. I mean, those are the root causes of every problem in society. Am I missing anything there, uh, Rhino? Is there, is there anything else you'd add to that list? Racism, climate change.
5: And the patriarchy. Oh, okay. Got gotcha. you. It's all man's fault. <laughs>
3: Got gotcha. you. Oh gosh. But yet when you look at who came to the aid to assist with the the crisis, I didn't see anything that looked like a specific race that was helping There, it looked to me like it was a pretty diverse group of people, of Mississippians primarily, that were coming to help their fellow Mississippians, right? It was that Republican government that, by the way, the listener here says, the Republican run Mississippi, and actually thanked me. Thanks for not bringing up the water crisis in our capital city. Good grief. How many shows did we spend talking about it, Rhino? Three or four in a row seemed like it consumed. And it was, I think, appropriate at the time. But we made it very clear, our opinion, you need money. And Senator David Blunt said the same thing. You need money and you need, i quote the Senator, sound management. As far as I know, the City of Jackson has yet to submit its plan as necessary to receive funding from the state through a grant program established using state allocated American Rescue Plan funds. $450 million was carved out of the $1.8 billion received as a grant program to municipalities and counties specifically for water systems. That one of the eligible qualifying uses. That program administered by the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality began receiving applications, plans, for these matching funds September 1. Where is Jackson? As I recall, Rhino, when Senator Horn was on the program about a week into it, Senator Horn, of course, a Democrat who who represents much of the capital city. I specifically asked him, and he said to his knowledge no plan had been submitted. You remember that? Oh yeah. Think I'm accurately representing that? He also, I believe, informed us that 17 million of the 42 million received by the city of Jackson had already been spent. In other words, not available for the matching funds. That doesn't seem like a good return on investment, does it? Especially when you consider that I don't know, the water may be the number one problem in the city. You'd have to put crime up there as well. But in the case of water, money is available for it. And of course, you've got to also take into consideration the estimated $100 million of unpaid water bills. The Department of Finance and Administration estimates that the city could have taking advantage of grant programs at the s- state and federal level that would have amounted to over $180 million over the last several years. Nothing happened there. So once again, it's just the way we are in this country, I'm afraid, how we've, where we've gotten to. Let's just go to the federal government, get them to write a check. As if they have an unlimited supply of money. And the same people, many of the same people who call for that also say, Federal government's spending too much. <laughs> they're not fiscally responsible. Well, that's how we got $31 trillion in debt, because everybody shows up and says, We gotta have your help, Federal Government. And what do they do? Hey, Treasury, print some more, need some more. That's how we're here. And now it's interesting to see that they're debating this. Shortfall, trying to get a continuing resolution through, but to keep the government open for the remaining couple of weeks. On the ceasefire text line, first, I'm not claiming racism or climate change, but if you know it's mismanagement on the local level, then your state and federal reps should help the people. I, I'm not sure what you're saying there. Well, I think they have been helping the people. In fact, if the state had not stepped in, I'd argue we still wouldn't have any water pressure or drinkable water.
5: Because the people in charge still don't have a plan.
3: Still don't have a plan. So, I mean, the next step would be to take over the city, which the state can do. There's some hoops to jump through, obviously. It would require convening a special session. But once again, what should a U.S. congressperson do? I mean, what they could do... They say, "Hey guys, we need help in Jackson. Stick a billion in this continuing resolution for us. Nobody will miss it." And I argue again, when you got 435 reps doing that and 100 senators, you get 31 trillion in debt. "Oh, it's okay. It's helping me. You guys over there, you can't have any money. That's how we got where we are. When are we gonna stop that?" When are we gonna stop that? I don't see any interest in it. It's an unlimited supply of money. There's never, oh, let's see, before we do that, we got to make sure we got enough. That never happens, ever. There's never a discussion. Let's forgive student loans. Do we have the money to do that? No, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's paid for. It's paid for, right. Because we didn't run up as much of a deficit. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's the twisted logic that they're using. Ben from Madison says, I don't get the feeling Governor Reeves will call a special session. Just my opinion. He's given no indication that he intends to do so, and I agree with you.
5: You know what would light a fire under that? What's
3: that? City leadership coming up with a plan. Yeah, I would agree with you. That's a good point. If, if they showed good faith... They called faith. a press
5: conference 3 o'clock today, this afternoon. Hey, we got a plan. This is what we got to do. This is what we need. Yes. It would be tough not to call a special session
3: at that point. At least to talk about what is doable, possible, fair, equitable. I totally agree with you. But when you're just sitting back, and you're taking no action, and there is something in place ready to go right now. I just don't get it. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The mayor of Jackson should have been first in line on September 1 when DEU opened up the program, and should have slept in the building until they approved it. Seriously. I can't think of any better use of time than that. But here we are, two weeks plus into it, nothing. Maybe that's how we got to where we are, except it was two and a half decades, nothing, right? Unbelievable. On the ceasefire text line, If you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with your BS. The administration mantra referring to Joe. Oh, but look at the unemployment rate. Look over here at the shiny new object. Forget that you can't put food on the table. You got a job. Yeah, but I can't buy anything. It's <laughs> just unbelievable. The uh, By the way, we just got the data from the NAHB, that's the uh, housing industry, and uh, they just sent some data, just announced it about 30 minutes ago with respect to the state of the industry. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay with us.
7: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janny King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Jannie King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's jannykingcleans.com. Jenny King the King
0: of clean at batteries plus we power family road trips. We power bedtime stories We do more than replace batteries and fix phones and tablets We help our neighbors power their lives.
10: available at the Tractor Store in Richland.
12: Innovative Health Clinic in Richland is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Innovative Health Clinic, providing personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. Innovative Health Care, helping you get your life back.
9: Are you getting stressed out trying to buy or sell in today's real estate market? Hi, I'm Adam Moore of Four Corner Properties. At Four Corner Properties, we take pride in making your buying and selling experience simple and stress-free. With the foundation of our company being built on faith, family, and friendship, you can put your trust in our team at Four Corner Properties. So whether you're looking for a new home or looking for that new hunting track, give me a call on my cell at 662-528-2581 or at the office at 601-952-2828. Sit back, relax, and let me do the work for you.
10: This is the opening agri-market report. The open at the New York Cotton Exchange. December cotton was down 385 to 95.41. March cotton was down 387 to 92.28. the the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were up six and a quarter to fourteen fifty-four and three quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up five and a half to fourteen sixty and three quarter per bushel. December corn was down five and a quarter to six seventy-two per bushel. March corn was down a nickel to six seventy-eight per bushel. At the Mercantile December live cattle was up seven cents to one fifty-one oh five. February live cattle was up twenty-two to one fifty-five thirty-two. October feeders up 67 to 181.92. November feeders up 75 to 183.50. And at this hour in the open, Dow Jones is up 21 points, 30,843. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
1: This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. As a native Mississippian roots means something to me knowing where someone is from what they stand for and understanding the measure of their character that stuff matters which is why I trust Farm Bureau with their outstanding customer service teams and competitive rates to provide me with the insurance I need visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com Farm Bureau insurance go with the home team
3: brothers ah yeah so i believe the queen's casket body has been lowered in the tomb is that what you're saying and it's my understanding that only the royal family witnesses that in accordance with protocol is that correct that's what i believe to
5: be true yes
3: yeah so I'm just watching the live scenes at Windsor Castle. I will say that I caught a bit of the the boys' choir that's been around for a whole long time, the Episcopal Church, I believe, in England. And to be a member of the choir, you must have not had your voice break yet, right? So right. you're a youngster. And they do sound awfully good, don't they, for young boys? incredible. Uh, on the ceasefire text line, Republicans should use the same voting system as Democrats use. well, I understand what you're trying to say there uh, just due to lots of overarching concerns about various irregularities in the twenty twenty election but in the case of ranked choice voting uh there it's it's everybody's in the same deal, so all parties And in, in the in the case of once you get to the, and it differs from state to state that have RCVs in place. But uh, in the case of ranked choice voting in Alaska, I believe that was their their system is set up so that you have a primary where all candidates of all parties are in the primary. Is that your understanding, Rhino? Yeah. That's how because Sarah Palin was in it, I believe, with two other Democrats. It may have been more, but I know the top three as I recall. So... I want to say she had at least one Republican challenger. Okay. But it's it's really
5: a... Because the voters for her challenger put her challenger one, right? the Democrat opponent two, two. and right. her three.
3: That's right. And that's how you end up with a situation where a Democrat wins. Well, the winner doesn't get a majority. It's, it's kind of bizarre the way it works. If you're familiar with ranked choice voting, it's a... It's an exercise in math. It's really what it is. But and there are more states that are looking at uh, converting to rank choice voting as well. Yeah, it's even being sold as a cost saving measure. Yeah, jungle primary, one deal done. Yeah, just all candidates in one deal. Choose your your first, your second, on down the line. And if now in some situations, I believe you have to get to the 50 plus 1 so they keep tossing out yeah uh and it goes to your next selection until and they do it again say okay did anybody get 51% on that or 50 plus 1 which nope. can
5: happen at any stage but that's yeah, right that's right they just eventually a lot of times get down to 2 where you're going to get 50 plus 1
3: yeah that's right Yeah, Charlie from Hickory Flat reminds us. I think we played the sound on this a couple of weeks ago where the White House press secretary said they created 10,000 million jobs. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Eleven billion. Exactly. (laughs) Biden is so oblivious, it seems, and he's supposed to be for the middle class, Stephen Gulfport. That's a good point, Steve. And I would argue that the Democrat Party is certainly no longer the party of the the so-called middle-class average working person, etc. It's the party of the elitist. Look no further than Martha's Vineyard, where they got signs all over the place endorsing BLM and proclaiming their tolerance of all peoples regardless of their race and ethnicity and gender, and gender identity, etc. Just don't send them up here. We can't deal with it. Yeah, it is kinda of crazy. Hmm. About this BYU game we were talking about, BYU Oregon, where the Oregon students were engaged in chanting slurs and profanity towards the the BYU faithful. On our ceasefire text line, same exact thing occurred in last year's USC BYU game, which BYU won. USC quarterback was a Mormon. Oh geez, this might be part of why Ole Miss got Jackson Dart. He's he is a Mormon. I didn't know that. Interesting. Hmm. On the ceasefire tax line, of course, Thomas from Greenwood wants to give the business to uh, Congressman Congressman Trent Kelly. I'm looking for it. It scrolled off the screen here. I'm looking for it. So we'll get back to it. Oh, here we go. He wants to know what Trent is going to do to fix the inflation he's responsible for by voting yay on the Cares Act. Okay, I um I will address that after the break. We that's upon us right now. We got Super Talk News, Fox News coming. He also wants to know if Sarah Palin should have sat it out and a Republican would have won. Oh, that's interesting. I guess you could make that claim about every election. Well, if so-and-so doesn't doesn't run, then somebody else is going to win. Well, yeah, that's the way it works. Pretty sure that was a debate from both sides about Ross <laughs> Perot. <laughs> exactly. News coming your way. We're coming right back. Stay with us.
0: Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090.
12: I'm
9: Karen McHugh. Pipes and drums accompanied the flag-draped casket of Queen Elizabeth II, which has now arrived at Windsor Castle. There Britain's longest reigning monarch will be laid to rest following a private committal service. Heads of state from around the world, including President Biden, were in attendance earlier for a state funeral held at historic Westminster Abbey. Alaskans are in recovery mode after being hit by a typhoon. The remnants of Typhoon Murbach
2: battled a thousand-mile stretch of western Alaska over the weekend, taking out telecommunications, power, roads, and runways. Several communities reported homes knocked off their foundations. The storm causing Nome, Alaska's highest water levels since 1974, at over 11 feet. To no reports of injuries or deaths. Fox's Jeff Manasso,
9: America is listening to Fox News.
15: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 20 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins. Local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk
13: Mississippi News. With the midterms looming in November, politicians are ratcheting up the rhetoric regarding the ongoing influx of migrants at the southern border. Dan Stein, the president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, says it's costing taxpayers about $20 billion a year.
0: The costs are real in education, housing, health care. Uh, and
2: there are things we could be doing with this
0: money. I mean, we talk about this in the report. We could be hiring more police officers or more, more public educators. We could be providing school lunches for poor American kids. We could be helping communities in need, communities in Mississippi, for example.
13: Texas recently sent buses of migrants to just outside the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where Vice President Kamala Harris lives. President Biden says there's a process when it comes to handling migrants at the border, and GOP officials shouldn't. Interfere with that process.
0: Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet
8: Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live Saturday, October
12: 22nd. When me this, anyway. Blues Traveler with Government Mule. Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at
8: TwilightMS.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by
12: Ratchet Entertainment Group.
15: Did you know that Mississippi Industries for the Blind is the mandatory supplier of ratchet straps for the U.S. Postal Service? MIB is also the mandatory supplier to the military for their heavy-duty one-gauge booster cables. Good news! MIB is now offering our ratchet tie-down straps and heavy-duty booster cables to you. These quality-made products are made here in Mississippi by visually impaired and blind Mississippians. You can shop now at msblind.org. Yeah!
13: The Moss Point Police Department's Canine Buddy has received a bullet and stab protective vest, all thanks for a donation from a nonprofit organization in Connecticut. The charity, Vested Interest in Canines Incorporated, provides these vests and other assistance to dogs of law enforcement and related agencies throughout the United States. A Mississippi woman has been found guilty of fraudulently receiving thousands in benefits from the state 37-year-old Tiffany Cumbest of Jones County pled guilty to SNAP fraud before the Jones County Circuit Court. She received over 30000 in benefits between 2015 and 2020 by failing to report her household composition accurately to the Department of Human Services. She'll spend three years in prison, has been ordered to pay restitution, and has been disbarred from the SNAP program.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are in the Element Wealth Studios, kicking off a brand new week here on Super Talk. So, this uh, National Association of Home Builders, the index just out and it uh, dropped again. The expectation was, and, and it's a numerical rating, the expectation was 47. We got 46, lower than expected, and that's the ninth straight month that the index has declined, and it is a sure enough sign that the housing market continues to slow. Now, housing prices in general in the markets, they're very localized. So you hear people saying, well, Yeah, I don't see that, you know, and where I'm looking to buy a home. And that's true. It's localized. But overall, across the nation, the home builders are talking about stress. They're seeing a drop in traffic, sharp drop off in traffic is what home builders are reporting. And their sentiments are not real good. Uh, By the way, a reading, generally speaking, below 50 and we just just shared we're at 46 this month for September, indicates that more builders assess conditions as, quote, poor. That's what they're saying. Quote, buyer traffic is weak in many markets as more consumers remain on the sidelines due to high mortgage rates and home prices that are putting a new home purchase out of financial reach for many households, end quote. That's what NAHB Chairman Jerry Conter said in the release this morning. So we'll certainly be tracking that. Meanwhile, the market's up, down, up, down, up, down. The old kangaroo is jumping around, looking at the intraday chart. Started out down, opened up down, gotten to the green. We're down again, down 50 points. They've been down as low as over 100, and it's just volatile We've got the Fed scheduled to meet this week. We should get an announcement on interest rates probably Wednesday. That's what the expectation is. All indications are that we're going to see a 75 basis point hike. That is uh, what we're probably going to see. And we've had, let's see, 1, two, three, four, 5, uh, five quarter points, and then we had half a point in May, and then June and July, 75 basis points, 75 basis points. We're going to get another one. Most economists expect we're going to be at 4 to 5% on the Fed funds rate by the end of the year. The 10-year Treasury is up. Uh Fairly good bit today. Well, actually, it's moderated. It's cooled down. It's at three point four eight. Now and that's important because that affects your mortgages, your credit cards, your vehicle loans, etc. The futures market now sees a fourteen percent chance for a full point hike. Has been as high as twenty. So it's kind of as we get closer, they're starting to feel more certain about the seventy-five basis points. Anyhow. A little bit on the economic front so oh on the ceasefire text line just do it already Gerard Jackson needs you as their leader Gerard ain't running for mayor of Jackson just want to be clear about that a um, lot of work to do no doubt about it and I, I think I've said it before and I, and I stand by this as the city of Jackson goes we, we're all affected positively and negatively, and definitely it, it, needs, uh, it needs help. It, um, it's not a good situation. The crime is rampant, obviously the water situation, the roads, the various areas that are blighted, just all bad. And it needs help, but I'll say it again, got to fix that procurement process to start making progress. Representative Fred Shanks got a bill he's dropped or working on in the process. See where that goes. It would prohibit this essentially favoritism and preferential treatment based on minority status. Speaking of minority status, what about the diversity chair at um, the de- at the Pentagon. I didn't ask the congressman about that. Someone on our ceasefire text line did ask if I would. This is Kalisa Wing, an Army veteran, the current Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer at the DOD's Education Office. Can you think of an organization now, a notable, sizable organization? that doesn't have such an officer, doesn't have such a position, in some cases a sprawling organization? I can't. What are they doing exactly? Will somebody tell me what they're doing? Because this person clearly is a racist who hates white people. And that's who we install in this position. So she's being called out, and the Pentagon finally amid pressure, is searching, but she has a series of racist tweets. One of them, I'll read it for you. I'm so exhausted at these white folks, F-O-L-X, in these PD sessions, PD, short, professional development, this lady actually had the Caudacity! Isn't that clever? That's capital C, capital A, capital U-dacity, to say that black people can be racist too. I had to stop the session and give care in the, in all caps, business. We are not the majority, and we don't have power! That's how she's thinking. Now this is the DOD's diversity and inclusion officer. This, by the way, was from July 2020. Oh, gosh. She adds, we are not the majority. We don't have power. But she's worked there for 16 years, promoted into this position last December, and has a history of anti-white posts in her social media. But yet they hire. Wouldn't... Isn't it sort of typical to nowadays when you're doing background checks before you hire people, you take a look at their social media cuz fools out there like expose their whole lives. You can learn a lot about a person. Then they get mad. It's not private. <laughs> that's what kills me. You put you put it on a social media platform that's accessible across the globe and then you gripe because it's not private. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, so anyhow, the Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness is going to take a look at this Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion officer's comments to see if they go against federal guidelines. Oh, we'll see. But it, it's I, I can predict what the congressman's reaction is to this. I don't think he's a big fan of this kind of crap, shall I say uh in general but certainly in the military and of course he being an officer in the military said, lieutenant colonel i believe we have to think about that he's um anyhow i don't think he's crazy about this kind of garbage going out in the military and by major the way major general major general okay my my bad my apologies must have been recently promoted. That's a pretty big deal, huh? When was he promoted? Uh, that? I want to say that was December of 2020. Okay. Okay. Well, I, my apologies, Major General. That's, that is uh, awesome. So they knew who they were hiring and knew about her tweets before they hired her. She's the kind of person they wanted. I, yeah, I, I hope that's not the case, but I fear it may be, honestly. And that, that is disturbing. Yeah, let's be sure and put a racist in the position of the Diversity and Inclusion uh, Office, right? Um, and, and by the way, uh, I do need to clarify that it's a, it's a department within the DOD. It's not the entire spectrum of the DOD. It's th- this education department. Are they responsible, I believe, for the schools on the bases, if I'm not mistaken, so forth? The education department? anyhow Chris from Oxford wants to know if you took a shower in the brown water <laughs> people were seeing thankfully I
5: didn't have to deal with much brown water it, I mean it still has particulate floating in it but oh, uh, geez. I just had to deal with low or no pressure but thankfully I have pressure back Oh gosh. but I'm still brushing my teeth with bottled water because brush it with the Jackson water and then I feel like there's a
3: film on your teeth. Terry's upholstery says, if it's contributed to racism, wouldn't that be making the argument that the race which was left behind in Jackson isn't capable of keeping clean, drinkable water? Racism just doesn't fly. Yeah, I've seen that same argument, Terry. It's a plausible and a valid one. I believe we're going to step aside for a break right here on midday's. We're coming right back. I got to get back to Thomas's comment about the major general congressman in his vote for the Cares Act
2: you know from the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today sunny conditions high near 92 tonight mostly clear skies low around 68 your tuesday sunny skies high near 95 tuesday evening clear skies low around 71 and a look to your wednesday sunny skies high near 96.
7: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janny King, the king of clean, are excited for this season. At Janny King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to jannykingcleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's jannykingcleans.com. Jenny
9: King, the King of Clean. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
0: Let's do this right. on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
7: Let's go.
3: The what's Element Wealth Studios world on Midday, to Super Top Mississippi. So we're just looking this up. This Kalisa Wing, who is the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer of the Department of Defense Education Activity entity. It's um. It's, it's essentially a department within the Department of Defense, and they are responsible for really just orchestrating, administering, planning, etc., the K-12 through 12 education programs, which would be schools on bases, etc. So it's um, interesting, but I, just reading further about some of her tweets. She's got a selfie. This was from nineteen. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> twenty seventeen. Says when you're an woke and should be a and woke administrator in your thirties, you go to work in a four colon four four shirt, which I found to be. I don't know what that's all about, but I found that to be the name of a song and an album by Jay Z. I don't know if there's anything crazy in the lyrics related to this wokeness or not, but she's boasting about the fact that she's going to work in her 444 shirt. I mean, it's just a
5: album. I mean, right. the The title track 444 was allegedly written at 4:44 in the morning when Jay Z awoke with guilt over how he had treated his wife and kids. Oh, uh, talking about how. He doesn't really know what to think of his womanizing ways or his affair, and now that his kids are going to grow up and what they'll think of him when they come to an age where they understand what he's done. It's like an apology letter.
3: Okay. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just the, the, I don't know, showing that she's a fan of Jay-Z and is able to do that in her role, wear the shirt with his, one of his, he says his best album, by the way. Referred to 444. Hmm. I don't know. She said, being... Uh, this is the Department of Defense Education Activity Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, Kalisa Wing, says, Being anti-racist means being active against racism. You will never arrive. Stop centering this on whiteness. She responded to... A user on her Twitter feed who said, where she said, uh, did Miss Wing, I'm exhausted by 99% of the white men in education and 95% of the white women. Where can I get a break from white nonsense for a while? She said, if another Karen tells me about her feelings, dot, 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 I might lose it.
5: You ever heard the old adage, if everybody around you is an a hole, maybe it's not everyone around you? <laughs>
3: Oh, gosh. Had to to use the old Karen. Anyhow, all crazy. No doubt about it. So so Thomas makes the point that the congressman voted for the CARES Act. This was the $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief bill passed under Donald Trump March of 2020. And this is the one that had the PPP in it, the enhanced unemployment benefits, all kinds of helicopter money in the form of stimulus checks and money to schools. and I mean, just go down the list. A lot of which hasn't even been used by the schools. Right, much of which is still sitting there. So 2.2 like 2 trillion. LA not it at all. I saw that. and But asking for more, which right. is nutty. Um, so, yeah, this is a debate that's worth having. But, uh, and we should also point out that the vote on, and this is what's crazy. Let me start with this. So we have Thomas, who is not happy about the vote and the pa- the passing of that bill, $2.2 trillion, which no doubt contributed to inflation. There was another $900 billion bill just prior to that, more of an emergency measure. So you got $3.1 trillion in the span of two or three months in 2020. Just debt essentially, because we don't have the money for that. Then you got the Fed going on a bond buying binge to infuse liquidity into the monetary, into the banking system, another two, three trillion. So all said and done under Trump got about six trillion dollars of money we don't have. No doubt about it. The President signed off on it, supported it architected largely by the Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin. And uh, the PPP plan was, was really his brainchild. So, no doubt, a contributor. On the other hand, you had a lot of uncertainty, and you had governments shutting businesses down. happened here in Mississippi. Order after order after order, as you recall of places that restaurants couldn't open, sporting events, go down the list. And so this was a, an effort on the part of the government to compensate for that. Well, so what you got was a, an incredible increase in the deficit, in the debt, and then you get the Democrats who come along and say, Look what Joe Biden did. He reduced the deficit his first year by $300 billion because that Mino trump increased it by $2.8 trillion. Uh, excuse me, $3.1 trillion. Biden reduced it to two point eight. trillion. True story. It did occur. But that's because of all this additional spending. What they will never tell you is that every Democrat in the Senate voted for it. And all but three in the House did. So the CARES Act, to be honest about it, you have to if, if that's what your grievance is, Thomas, and I think you know this and you probably would agree. I'm maybe speaking on your behalf here, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you would want to see everybody explain their vote there. And and more importantly, my guess is you'd like to see them all replaced. Well, that would be every U.S. Senator and every member of the House except six, because six voted against it. 419 voted for it. All of Mississippi's delegation in the Senate and the House supported those measures under Trump. So I I find it just kind of laughable that the Democrats point to Trump as running up the deficit while it did occur under him, Every Democrat, but three voted for it. They don't seem to take responsibility, because they know the average person out there doesn't even really comprehend what we're talking about here. They don't think of it that way. They don't, like, think about the Congress being involved. It's always the president. It's just the way it is in our country. So uh, my guess is if you were to ask the congressman about that, he'd say, well, yeah, we shut the country down. Certainly state and local governments did. To some degree, the federal did. And we felt like we had to provide some degree of aid to Americans, so we signed off on this bill. I personally believe that if, that, if we'd have left it there and wouldn't have passed the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan right out of the chute for, under Joe Biden which, as I recall, got zero Republican support in either chamber, I think you'd see... you'd still see some inflation as a result of the CARES Act, as Thomas points out, but it'd probably be half of what it is. It's my opinion. I think that that the impact of fanning the flames of a recovering economy, the timing, was terrible of the of the American Rescue Plan. The CARES Act economy had pretty much shut down, so infusing that money into it had an impact and was destined to have an impact long term, but to a much lesser degree than when you pour gasoline on a hot fire, so to speak. And that's what happened with the American Rescue Plan. I'm not making excuses for the CARES Act. I'm just explaining what I believe to be the analysis, a fair analysis of the economic impact of those uh, measures, but both parties got to take responsibility for the CARES Act. And it's really uh, the bigger question is: Did we need to shut the economy down and take all those drastic measures in order to bend the curve? Right? Is that what they said? Did I get that right? Flatten the curve. Flat. I always say bend. I don't know why. More of an economic term, flatten the curve. The question is, did, was that necessary? I don't know. I, it would seem today that maybe it was a bit misguided and overreacting, but who could forget right here in Mississippi, our governor regularly, right? Regularly addressing the whole state. Here's what we're going to do is order after order. I remember people saying, I can't get my hair cut. Remember that? I had to have somebody come to my house and cut my hair. We're coming right back, half an hour. And then we got Super Top Mississippi Outdoors with Ricky Matthews.
15: How can R.J. Young help you?
1: We believe you can't put a price on love. That's why we built a better way to buy a diamond. Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With ten times the selection of diamonds, diamond engagement rings, and wedding bands. Average jewelry store.
13: Beautiful, affordable engagement rings she'll love. Complete with your center diamonds starting at less than a thousand dollars. Case
1: after case of gorgeous rings, all priced two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars and up. And with Juniker's
13: flexible financing, you can give her a one carat diamond for as little as eighty-four dollars a month with
1: approved credit. We have an engagement ring for every couple. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein. It doesn't matter who you are what your budget is, or where you are in life. If you're in love, we have a diamond engagement ring for you.
8: Junica Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace
5: of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights, and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With the midterms looming in November, politicians are ratcheting up the rhetoric regarding the ongoing influx of migrants at the southern border. Dan Stein, the president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, says it's costing taxpayers about $20 billion a
0: year. The costs are real in education, housing, health care. Uh, and there are things we could be doing with this money. I mean, we talk about this in the report. We could be hiring more police officers or more more public educators. We could be providing school lunches for poor American kids. We could be helping communities in need, communities in Mississippi, for example. Texas
13: recently sent buses of migrants to just outside the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where Vice President Kamala Harris lives. President Biden says there's a process when it comes to handling migrants at the border and GOP officials shouldn't interfere with that process.
7: Looking for something fun you and your family can do this weekend? Join Rebecca Turner every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. during Good Things to learn more about statewide events and happenings sponsored by the Mississippi Main Street Association.
5: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to call
1: 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart.
6: If you're having a
7: stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
1: In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive.
7: Every second counts.
1: Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke.
11: Join
0: Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today.
3: Don and Mel, uh, a.k.a. Grand Funk Railroad. Man, I used to play that one on the drums. I, I worked so hard to get that one down, <laughs> put the cowbell in there. So cool. Such a great song. Just three. Three musicians. Guitar, bass, and the drums. I want to say it fluctuated
5: a little later in their career to a couple more on the road, but Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
3: They did. But in general, all the classic music pretty much made by the three of them, and that was it. Incredible. Very, uh, there was one of their albums, i never forget, came out, was entitled E Pluribus Funk. In the album jacket, <laughs> you could go look it up, it was in the shape of a coin. It was round. It was so unique. Silver. And kind of embossed, you know. (laughs) E pluribus funk. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And, I don't know. Good tune, though. So we're back, though, in the Element Well Studios. So we're talking about this inflation nightmare that's killing us all. Except the President the Democrats seem to be rather oblivious to it. Don't seem to be paying a lot of attention to it, and Pretty much dismissing it, I think it was. It would be fair to say. Um, but people, on the other hand, I think they kind of know what the heck's going on, and they're not uh, none too happy. This is what I don't get: the president's poll numbers have actually been improving, and that's a little hard to understand. Um. Because when, when he's polled, I think he's at 46%, if I'm not mistaken, approval. Still underwater, but that's up from what it was, at 38, 39, not too long ago. But when polled, when voters are polled about, more specifically, on the president's handling of key issues, he doesn't do very well. But yet overall, so I have a theory. It's the Trump effect. I think Trump is so disliked, there's such deep contempt for him, that it's helping Biden. He's actually helping Biden. The more he's active, the more he is out and about in in the media, in the news, in the spotlight, in some twisted way, I actually think that's helping Biden, but cost of living? He's upside down. The president, 65% disapprove, 30% approve. Border security, 54 to 36 disapprove, over approve. Economy, 58 to 40. Foreign policy is where he scores the best, and that's 52 disapprove to 42. He's upside down in every major category. Kind of hard to believe. Trump's favorability depending on whose polls you look at. But they're fairly consistent, negative 54%, positive 34%. The other one that's helping Democrats, and there's some out there who are now prognosticating that they're going to keep the Senate maybe improved by a seat or two, though individual polls show some, some good news, I think, for Republicans there. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania neck and neck with Fetterman. They've agreed to a debate. There's some specific requirements that uh, were put forth by Fetterman. I haven't actually looked into those, but I know that he had some specific requirements there. Looking better. Neck and neck in Georgia. Herschel Walker and the communist Warnock senator. Nevada, actually looking up. The really interesting one is in Washington State, Patty Murray, who's just an unhappy person. Have you ever seen her smile, laugh? They generally don't anyhow. Have you ever noticed that about just Democrats and liberals? Why are they so unhappy? Just unhappy. Always in a melancholy sort of mood. Never smile, never laugh. She's the worst. I mean, she just looks so sour. But she's got a Republican challenger from the more rural areas of Washington, which are completely different than Seattle and the suburban population centers. The rural areas, more like it is here. So this challenger, Tiffany, or last name escapes me, from Pasco, Washington, she describes herself as just a farm girl. She's called on the senator to debate her. She won't. She says, what's she afraid of debating this farm girl about? I love it. Tiffany Smiley. Smiley, yeah. There you go. Who, uh, really, I've seen her interviewed a couple of times. She talks just good old common sense. She actually smiles, too. I noticed that about her. And she's an attractive lady. She smiles. Patty Murray, she's never smiled. She's like a cartoon character. Just unhappy all the time. Hmm. Kirk from Columbus. The water problem in Jackson is nothing new. Two years ago, the Holiday Inn was passing out bottles of water for their customers to use. And you're absolutely right, Kirk. The water problems have persisted for quite some time, decades, honestly. Boil water notices are regular occurrences. I Think I saw a report where like seven hundred and fifty. You seen a number that quite that high? Yeah. Boil water notices over like a ten year span or something. It's common.
5: I think it's days under boil water notice, but yeah.
3: Okay, okay, but it's it's regular. Yeah. Um, so, but this latest situation where we completely lost pressure, and the water got hideous. Honestly. Uh, It's probably the worst, but it's a culmination of decades of neglect, and it's obviously getting worse by the day. It's not getting better. By the way, just released uh, an announcement a couple hours ago that um, Hempfield Construction, chosen as the project manager for the O.B. Curtis water treatment plant. Now, this is not by the city. I believe this is by MEMA, which is paying for the work and therefore administered the bid and field construction hot off the press but totally agree with that let's promote black spring break on the island says David on the ceasefire text line talking about Martha's Vineyard Delbert Hoseman should run for mayor of Jackson then Gerard can run for lieutenant governor says Ben from Madison the uh, the lieutenant governor does live in the city of Jackson. He's a longtime resident. I actually attended a fundraiser for Auditor Shad White in uh, in Jackson last week at really a nice home there. So, and the road was better. I'll say that they've done some paving in that northeast part of the city. So desperately needed because you literally had to dodge the potholes and it's two lane with no no shoulder or curbs, so it's kind of difficult to navigate through there. It's not Democrats versus Republicans any longer. It's Americans versus anti-Americans. Just joking, but it does look that kind of way on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, I hear you. Jason says, I despise Trump, but he was absolutely correct about the flattening the curve thing. The two weeks or so bought us couple of months, and in that time, we got PPE to hospitals. My BA clinic that I volunteer at expanded overflow space and implemented plans. That saved a lot of lives, including non-COVID, but when that holiday wave hit us all in the mouth, blue states just went stupid with it, especially after vaccines were available. Yeah, I think there was overreaction. I mean, I think there's reaction, and some would argue our governor's reaction was was pretty much down the middle, not not too uh, onerous. And uh, I, I think most people, I could be wrong about that, but it. Um, I just remember folks complaining about no barbers. Remember that? And uh, no stylists. Shut all those folks down. That was kind of a, that was a tough deal. But I just remember that being what, one of the main complaints. Hmm. And and Greenwood says, how many were treated in those tent hospitals? Look, I think when they set the tent hospitals up in the blue states in particular, and remember Trump sent the the ship and ventilators, honestly, I think that was once again a political decision. No, I couldn't possibly use any assets that Trump sent because it, it might show him in a good light. You know, and it might boost his political fortunes. Seriously, that's sad. It, it, but yet, it's these same people, right, that are saying that Republicans DeSantis and Abbott are um, they're politicizing humans by sending them on air-conditioned buses to Martha's Vineyard. Like, there could be a worse place you could have to go to, right? So hypocritical. We're coming right back with a final segment on Middays.
7: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Jannie King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Jannie King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JanieKingCleans.com.
6: Jenny Key, the king of clean. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs visit twomininatruck.com for a free no obligation estimate
10: this is the midday agri-market report the national pork producers council spotlights risk if the supreme court does not toss out california's proposition 12. the nppc leaders are highlighting how the case would affect farmers nationally if the supreme court upholds the law pork producers and other farmers nationally would be faced with meeting multiple conflicting state welfare standards if the U.S. Supreme Court lets California's Proposition 12 stand, that according to the National Pork Producers Leaders Council. The Supreme Court will hear arguments from the National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation on October the 11th against the state of California and the Humane Society of the United States over California's Proposition 12. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. From the
9: ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families, from our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times, when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is
11: extensive damage on U.S. 90.
9: Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits, like our insurance in the 1940s, and fought to. Broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau.
10: This is Ben Shapiro
12: reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Days with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling.
11: Three, two,
0: one. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Back everyone to midday's final segment. We've got Super Talk Mississippi Outdoors coming up next. Ricky Matthews hosts that. I'm headed to Atlanta, Georgia, after the show today for the State Policy Network. Hotlanta. Annual event, yeah. Quick trip over there. Dinner tonight. It's it actually gets kicked off today and extends through Thursday. I'll be there. Tonight uh, for, for some meetings and a dinner, and then tomorrow for a, a meeting with uh, some important folks that have an interest in our work in Empower Mississippi. So uh, looking forward to that. Going to join my friends Russ Latino and Grant Callum. Been on the show before over there.
5: Going to take some time to go to the Coke Museum and drink the drinks from around the world.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've been, but not, not on this time. Not on this business. Weird so. yellow liquid that tastes like licorice. What is this? <laughs> exactly. Quick in and out. Mandy will be filling in tomorrow. And then back in the studio Wednesday, Thursday, and headed up to New Albany, Mississippi, for the Tallahatchie River Festival this coming Friday. Looking forward to that. So uh, Jeff in Forrest County says... Rupert Murdoch is already pivoting to Death Santos. What do you mean by that, Jeff? Obviously, you're not a big DeSantis fan, and so you've had to mangle his name somewhat. What, What do you mean by that? Is he killing people? Are you aware of that? Is he killing people? You mean because he put them on a bus or an airplane and sent them to Martha's Vineyard?
5: No, remember the Death Santas nickname came about when he started letting people actually live
3: their lives under COVID. Oh, they let him go to the beach. Yeah. Super spreader. Thousands are going to die. They're on the beach. No masks on. Did anybody die from COVID? Not that I remember. Jeez. When are they ever going to acknowledge that the policies were more destructive? No doubt about it. That would require a leftist or a Democrat to be
5: introspective, and they don't do that. They just blame, blame, blame.
3: Yeah. It's because it's easy and it seems to to resonate. Nancy was able to go to her stylist without a mask, even, says Darren and Jackson. Yeah, after she <laughs> glutted out on ice cream from her twenty five thousand dollar refrigerator. There's so many examples, aren't there not? And we, I think we got most of them, the rules for thee but not for me stuff. Gary in the Berg says, Was the question to Biden, we played the sound earlier, on inflation a plant? The answer was way too well rehearsed and perfect to reach the low information voters. Smell a rat on this. You know, Gary, it's interesting you say that, because when I watched that video for the first time, I had the same thought about, this seems like he's way too cogent, and responding way too clearly and succinctly. It does feel like that. I'm with you on that, Gary. Now, I don't have any evidence of it, but just contrast that to what you typically get from the President, with all the stummer and stuttering and mispronunciations and so forth. It is a little weird. Interesting. John and Carn says, "Let them eat cake." <laughs> Can I get an air conditioned bud to Martha's Vineyard bus to Martha's Vineyard? It is. It really is ridiculous. It, it's. It's not like you're shackling them and chaining them up and beating and whipping them. You're putting them on these cruising buses or airplanes that are pretty dang comfortable, like what the rest of us Americans transport ourselves on. And they're only been out of
5: shape because it's Republican governors sending them to Democrat-run sanctuary cities, and they had nothing to say about the Biden administration doing the same exact thing
3: for the entire time they've been in office. In the cloak of darkness. So as to deceive and disguise. And the the Democrat leaders of the city of El Paso inundated, obviously, given their geographic location. They're sending busloads. They're saying we can't do it. We need help. I, I guess what I don't understand, if you're for this open borders asylum policy, shouldn't that apply to all 50 states? Shouldn't all 50 states pitch in to help, if that's the case? But that also assumes that every single person that's coming across that border is escaping some really bad situation that is no doubt happening in Venezuela, and we should at least talk about that. But we also know that's not what's happening. That's just a ruse. That's just disingenuous. We are out of time here on Middays on this Monday. Don't forget, Mandy in the studios tomorrow. I'm back with you Wednesday, Thursday, and then in New Albany on a Friday. Until then, stay safe, and God bless everyone. Address- number no such
1: soul return
7: the sender
0: return
12: the sender return
0: the sender a super talk Mississippi yeah. media production